I'm David Naert and welcome to the latest edition of the Eurovision Sport Radio Podcast. For this episode, we're in the Netherlands ahead of a world broadcaster meeting for next year's UEFA Euro 2020 Championships. The reason we have them is so that we all meet together as broadcasters and share ideas, because as strange as it may seem... I'll go again. I'll go again. In this edition, we'll be talking about world broadcaster meetings, which are held once or twice prior to a big sporting event. And we've got one coming up here in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, WBM1, as it's called, ahead of the Euro 2020 European Football Championships. And for this episode, I'm joined by five guests, and I let them introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Pam. I look after BBC Radio. Hi, I'm Marcus Boger. I'm head of sports at Swedish Radio. I'm Romeo from Rai Radio, the head of technical department. I'm Francois Giuseppe from Radio Monte Carlo, head of sports operation. My name is Markus Tepper from ARD German Radio, and I'm the head of sports for the radio programming from Euro 2020 next year. So we have a lot of experience combined here on this rooftop because we're actually recording uh, this podcast, believe it or not, on a Rotterdam rooftop. But I do wonder, what's the point of all these WBMs? Because we've attended so many big sporting events. Are they that different from one to another? What is a WBM actually for? Well, this one's going to be really different because, of course, we're not going to be in one single country for the Euros next summer. So this one's probably... Can I use the word eagerly anticipated? No. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, this one is going to be, we don't quite know, for example, how technically they're going to deliver the games. And for fans, it seems to be a nice idea. But for broadcasters, it's, it's a nightmare. You've got to get your commentary team, never mind from one city to another, it's country to country. So this one is actually, I think, quite interesting. But they're useful because we get for the first time, really, just to sit down, and it only happens maybe twice a year, as broadcasters to go through other issues that we may have on other events. So it's not just necessarily just about the event, because come the event, we're all so busy, we can't talk to one another. Uh, speaking generally, a world broadcaster meeting is to bring together the plans of a host broadcaster of a big federation like UEFA, how they will produce this tournament for radio, for television and online, and what are our coverage plans as broadcaster. So this is the first, let's say, the first stop one year before the tournament to bring these plannings together. And in between those two or three days, we, we get a lot of stuff uh, into our heads and a lot of booklets and a lot of presentations about broadcasting technique, about camera plans, about microphone plans. We will be made familiar with, let's say, the local conditions for producing a big event, customs, taxes, working conditions. I remember very, very good, the very strong French working regulations uh, three years ago when we've been in France. And the interesting thing, as Pam mentioned, is will we now have the taxes and the working conditions and uh, all the legal stuff from 11 European countries? And then there's always the most anticipated session of all, which our engineering colleagues love, but all the editorial team go, and that's when they come in and they talk about RF frequencies. Yeah, but it's uh, amazing and it's very important to, in just two words, to share the, the, the opinion, to share what we are going to do. And we have um, few things to teach, but a lot to learn from other uh, broadcasters. And uh, we have 
to come back in our country to share to our people and to say to everyone that it's possible to make something better, something different, and the radio has the chance to be bigger than bigger with different uh, solution. And we are here just to learn what we are going to do. And I'm, I'm wondering, is it particularly relevant for the bigger members such as the BBC, ARD or RAI in Italy? But how about radio-only members which are a bit smaller in their scope, Marcus? Yeah, actually for me personally, it's the first time I will be on a WBM number one. Do you still want to go after having heard all this? <laughs> yeah, it's important for us to be there. Uh, of course, uh, this is the first time you got all the information about uh, rate cards and uh, different solution. And as Pam told before, it's a special situation with all these citizen countries. How is everything supposed to work this time? Uh, so I'm very open to listen and learn and uh, getting all the information. I don't know if exciting is the, the, the right word, but I'm very curious about this WBM because um, I'm waiting the rate card and the price of the rate card and the item for radio. That's the reason why the first WBM uh, is very important for all of us because we need to have the price, we need to have uh, the, 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 the way of the UEFA to build our budget and uh, that's the most important. And for this WBM, do not remember, it's the first uh, UEFA Euro Championship without ISDN line. It's the first IP 100% line on the stadium, so it's a big event for all of us. Yes, and how will 11 telcos manage, oh. which is even in a single nation quite problematic, to switch from ISDN to audio over IP? What you mentioned is extremely uh, important is the cost factor, because as a public service broadcaster, we are undergoing a very, very strong cost management, and we are all facing cost cuts. And the, um, the first WBM is, let's say, the, the first uh, mark, the first um, step stone or the first stone um, where we can calculate our budget. We know what we have to pay for a commentary position. We will know, hopefully, how, how much will cost us uh, the, our, our commentary lines. I, not ISDN, but audio over IP. So after WBM1, we are always a little bit smarter and we know uh, how the budget will be structured for that big event. And I'm wondering if you still have an influence to, as to how things actually run. If things are being presented to you that you don't really like or the cost is too high. Are you still able to influence proceedings, bring down costs, uh, have extra items on, on in the catalogue of services or how, how difficult is that? Sometimes, sometimes. Um, we are the oldest platform and we are the smallest platform, I would say, in terms of deployment to a, an event of this type. So sometimes collectively we'll get together and think, OK, because we want to innovate, we want to we do new things, we want to bring listeners at home new experiences, new insights, um, whether that be from a different sort of commentary position. So the last edition we had radio pitch reporters for the very first time, which um, sounds pretty obvious and, and we do it a lot in our domestic coverage but on an international level it's quite rare so so we try to innovate um, but sometimes it's it, it's hard within the contest this is a global sporting event it's a European championship but it's a global 
sporting event and there are sometimes limitations and that's one of the things when I say eagerly anticipated we're waiting to see really aren't we because you've got so many different countries so many different venues so many different stakeholders so yeah we've been discussing some new positions and things that we'd like to see possibly come into the rate card and we'll wait and see how how that goes I'm always frustrating to see the rate card because uh, we have probably 10, 11, 12 pages of TV items. And for radio, it's only one page, the maximum, or two pages. So we need to be proactive together. ABU community needs to be proactive together. I said, alone, we go fast. But together, we go far. And that's the reason why we are together for the WBM. And to make sure the voice of radio is being heard? Of because course. otherwise, it would radio simply is be the voice, And voice is the radio. It will be interesting to see what we are now experiencing if you're looking to the, let's say, the renaissance of audio with all that podcast stuff, how we can argue also in the negotiations with UEFA that radio and that audio is still alive and is still young and is, is now living up in, in, in different formats. I think this will be an important point at this WBM. It started raining, by the way, on the on the rooftop. We are radio, we keep yeah. on going. <laughs> a bit of rain will not stop us. Another question, uh, we're talking now about WBM1. Uh, what's the difference with WBM2, which is being held much closer to the actual event? What's all that about? Let me just come back to the other question to answer you. I have the same frustration our, than my colleague, but for a long time we heard uh, the video killed the radio star, but I'm not agree about that. And I'm happy to be here with all these uh, lovely involved colleagues on the radio, uh, because if we can talk with one voice, with uh, joint voice, and we can support our opportunity, what we want to do and what we need from the organization, we can just talk today and we present our idea and close something better for the WBM2. WBM2, to answer the question, in football tournaments is, is the most exciting event that we have in my, because you're getting, there's a draw, then we have a meeting, and then like two days later we have to book everything. So it's like... You've got to make decisions. You need so to choose. You need to choose your 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 game, your position. You need to, to make your booking. You need to to book your hotel, your uh, your train, or your play your your plane or your car, and that's the most exciting. You need to know exactly how many people you can send on site or off tube for the commentary uh, live position. So. That's really exciting to be at WBM too. And if you're really ambitious and want to save money, you have to stay up all night <laughs> yeah. uh, booking travels and uh, uh, to and get the cheapest one because it, it, one or two days later, everything is much more expensive. Yeah, it's a little bit like a bazaar, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> no sleep for 24 hours or, yeah. or, or more. And, and you can, what you, what the, the difference between WBM one and two is everything you try to negotiate in WBM1 will be rejected in WBM2, yeah? <laughs> but still you keep on smiling and yes. still we keep on going. Yes, yes, because the funny thing at WBM1 is we are the first to envisage to meet the funny new UEFA Euro 2020 mascot and um, mostly they put the, uh, the, um, the trophy 
mm. at the WBM1 and you can shoot funny photos. Yeah. And last touch, but not... You can touch it. You can touch it. The trophy. Yeah. yeah. But we, I, I think we forgot one thing. What Tell about us. the social event for this uh, WBM in Amsterdam? What do you think about that, Marcus? I think it will have something to do with Dutch beer. Yeah. We will see. And bitter ballen, because bitter it's Holland. Afrikaner special. <laughs> But I'm sure that we'll have to wait for a future episode of the Eurovision Sport Radio podcast after hours. <laughs> Nighttime edition. Well, thank you all for uh, braving the elements. It wasn't too bad, really, was it? A bit of rain. Enjoy your WBM and also what happens afterwards. <laughs> and I'll see you again on the next episode of the Eurovision Sport Radio Podcast.